Welcome to the Connecting Place podcast. Here is Pastor Joe Caminetti. Uh, we're start beginning a series that's um, going to deal with this subject called faith and praying and receiving from God using this substance called faith. And I remember the first time I heard a verse of Scripture, it was Mark eleven twenty four, And it goes like this, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it. Now, I was 20 years old, and it really excited me when I read that, and I think most of us realize, especially if we've been walking with God any length of time, that when we accept Christ as our Savior, we're, sa- we're, we're changed on the inside, but we still live in a body that has some, uh, you know, earthly lust and desires, and we have to learn to overcome and conquer and walk in purity. And I remember when I first heard that scripture, and how it affected my life at the time. I, it opened a magazine, and, and I saw an ad for Publishers Clearinghouse, and uh, it was back, if I bought a couple magazines, I could win a million plus dollars, and, and I remember seeing that ad, so I purchased the magazines, and I prayed that prayer of faith. Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, and I said, God, I just ask you for that million dollars. Let me be the winner. I believe I have it now. Amen. And I never got it. And, and uh, I made a lot of other mistakes. Might share some of them with you as we progress in this series. But uh, when I first heard this thing, I, I, I took it the wrong way and, and didn't understand the Bible usage for it. And I want to stand before you as your pastor and say, I believe strongly in the sovereignty of God. And what I mean by that is that God's not my errand boy. He's not a genie in the lamp. And I can't control God. He's not here to be my servant. And I believe God is sovereign. But in his sovereignty, he's made promises to us. And the Bible teaches us that we receive his promises using this substance called faith. And it's interesting. If you take a promise as simple as wisdom, you know, in the book of Ephesians, the Bible says God has poured or lavished wisdom out on all of us. But then... Uh, If you're reading the book of James, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives freely, generously, never holds back, so that he's saying God will give it to us. But then the very next verse declares, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Let not that person think they'll receive anything from the Lord. So the Bible teaches us that when we even pray for wisdom, we have to do the Mark 11, 24. We have to believe we received it. Well, I can't believe something unless I know God promised it. And so we'll talk about that as we go through this series. But I titled it Start, Escape Normal. And normal would be a life without God. And, and we know that this life throws us tons of curves. And uh, we have either had some nasty curves thrown at us or we know somebody that has in so many different ways. And this life, uh, we live on a cursed earth. We live in bodies that are cursed. And without God's help, man, all kinds of things can go wrong, financially, relationally, um, in our health. And so this series is all about, what do I do? Where do I start to escape normal? And I'm going to teach this using an awesome story in the Bible. It's just awesome. And we'll read it each week. There's four principles. I'll teach a lesson on each principle that will help you understand where to start and, and how to go. And, and we're going to find out everything starts with faith. We come into the kingdom by faith and Faith is where everything starts, 
And we'll find that out as we begin this lesson today. I'm going to read some verses today that will give us the context. And the following weeks, I won't read all these additional verses. But let's begin in Mark 5, verse 21. And it goes like this. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he stood at the seashore. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he, came, uh, he fell at his feet, and he implored Jesus earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he, Jesus, went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. So we have a religious leader. He's one of the top leaders of the day, and he comes to Jesus, and his normal life's a mess. He has a daughter he loves who's ready to die. And he comes to Jesus and says, can you help me? And I love how verse 24 reads. Um, it says, and Jesus went with him. It, it just kind of shows us the heart of God. God wants to help us. And so Jesus is going with him. And here's why I read this, this part of the text. He's being thronged. Thousands of people as he goes from point A to point B will touch him. And they're all touching him. Uh, they're all trying to touch his clothes. And I remember uh, years ago, I went to India, and I was part of a crusade. And uh, they had a tent that held 10,000. And there were people outside the tent every night. It was, couldn't hold all of them. And uh, I was in the backwoods. And I remember I stayed in this house, and it was the first time I experienced this, the third world kind of uh, setup. It, it had windows, but no screens or no glass. And there were these... Uh, little lizards climbing up and down the wall everywhere. And I remember going to sleep the first night thinking, I'm, I'm so afraid of snakes and things like that. And, and it was the most difficult way to fall asleep. And I knew they were going to crawl on me while I slept. Here, here's what was worse about that experience. Um, they would bring me a bucket of water every morning to do a sponge bath because there was no running water. But I saw where they took the water from. It was this pond. And in India, they, uh, you know, they rev rev reverenced uh, cows and so cows were in there, and they were doing their business in there, and they would bring the water to me, and I had the sponge bath with that water. It was an awful experience uh, in, in, in natural ways. So I remember going to the house to preach in this tent, and I experienced something for the first time I'd never experienced before. They kind of look at you, if you're from the West, like a rock star, and I would have people they thronged me they were everywhere and and i'm trying to make my way through and they're just touching me and they're touching me they're all touching me and they think you know i just want to touch the rock star this guy from out of town they told me that when i left they there would be tons of indian kids named joe caminetti so i have all kind of relatives over there <laughs> they named their kids after you so so uh there's joe caminetti's all over india and i'm not responsible i want to say that right, right up front okay <laughs> they just named them after me okay so <laughs> Had to say that. <laughs> okay. That's what was happening in Jesus' day. It's very similar to what happened in India. They're just all trying to touch him. And so I don't know how far point A to B would be, quarter mile, half mile, I don't know. He had to get to his house. He's walking. He's being thronged. And all that picture being painted, let's read the story. This is our story for this, this series. And it reads like this. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. 
and this is a person, their normal life is a mess. It's not her fault. And experts tell us she had an internal bleeding problem. So inside she was bleeding. And you noticed as we read it, every year it became progressively worse. And so she's probably very anemic. She spent all her money on the doctors of the day and they couldn't help her. And isn't that true today? You know, here in Northeast Ohio where we live in, in Mahoney Valley, we're an hour and 15 minutes from Cleveland, an hour and 15 minutes from Pittsburgh, and then Akron's there too. Some of the greatest hospitals in the world with some of the greatest doctors in the world. And with all our technology, there are times when they have to look at a patient and they say, I can't help you any further. I, they send you home to die. And, and I'm so thankful for doctors. I believe in doctors. I want to say that right up front. And my eye doctor attends church here. My personal family doctor is in Cleveland because I just want privacy. So I drive up there to see him because I know somebody in every office in town. So, so um, I, I just go up there to see him in Independence and, and uh, been with him for 10 years. And every year I go up and do that fasting complete physical and he keeps an eye on me and I am so thankful for him and I believe in doctors but there's sometimes when they just can't help there's there's nothing else they can do and and we need help in another way I believe in medicine I think that's important to say at the start you might think why are you saying all this Pastor Joe well I've been pastoring the same church for 30 years and I have to live with people after I teach things so I try to avoid problems before problems uh, come and uh, I don't want anyone to walk out of here thinking, I don't have to take medicine. Uh, you saw me with a terrible hacking cough for a couple weeks, and my throat was dry before the holidays, and, and I just had this sinus drip that wouldn't start. So I want to let you know, I took sinus medicine before I came out, and uh, it helped. It helped. I had cough drops. I'd pop those and went to a doctor to find out what I was dealing with. None of that's wrong, but guess what? I prayed at the same time and released faith. And, and brought God into the situation. So I want to make sure we balance this out. I also want to say this. This isn't just about healing. It's about any time in your life where you have something going on that's just a mess. It could be, a you know, you came out of a relationship and your life is wrecked and you need peace and, and, and you need healing. Uh, it could be financial. You just lost a job or some things are happening at a job where you had a pay cut or whatever it might be. You're just starting out in a business. Whatever it is, um, it's all about us making this connection with God because our church vision, the umbrella vision of this church is we exist to see a city connected with God, which means we exist to see you connect with God. And one thing God wants to do for all of us is he wants to help us above our abilities when we're in despair. And so we're going to find out that this all starts with this thing called faith. So here's a woman, terrible dilemma, uh, nobody can help her. And, and I want you to notice the rest of the story. I'll read the whole story and then comment on it. It's very powerful. And it, it reads like this in verse 27. Uh, she had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And she and Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? Hundreds and thousands of people are touching you, Jesus. Verse 32. And he looked around to see who had done this. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told Jesus the whole truth. 
which means this, I heard you were a healer. I heard you were healing people. So I said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. That's what she told him. That's the story. I'm really sick. Here's what's happening. Spent all my money on the doctors. They didn't have the technology to help me. And so I said, if I can touch your clothes, I'll be made whole. So Jesus, I'm really weak, but I pressed through the crowd and I touched you. And then something went into me and I could tell I was instantly healed. That's the story she told him. And, and then verse 34, and Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Her faith did something. There's a substance called faith. And so let me, allow me to paint this picture for you. It's really an amazing picture. I want you to first of all realize that hundreds of people are touching Jesus and no power goes out of him to solve their problems. It could be like people pray, but no answers are coming. They're touching and they're touching and they're touching. Nothing's happening. One woman touches having released this thing called faith. And when she touches Jesus... Other hands are touching him at the same time. Other hands are touching his clothes at the same time. But power goes out of him and into her and nobody else. And she's absolutely shocked. And here's what's so cool. Jesus realized someone touched him. He realized someone made contact with him, God the Son, in a different way than everybody else was making contact. And he said, who touched me? And that's when the disciples just looked at him and said, Jesus, you need some rest. We need to get you to a retreat center. You're being touched by hundreds of people. Why would you ask the question, Jesus? He said, no, you guys don't understand. Somebody touched me differently. They touched me with the hand of faith, and that pulled something out of me that no one else was pulling out of me. And then that lady just knelt before him and said, Jesus, here's what happened, and I told you all that. And he looked at her and said, your faith made contact with power in me that brought an answer to what you needed. And that's what we want to talk about in this series. It's using this incredible thing called faith. And I, I, I want to emphasize over and over again in this series, I believe in the sovereignty of God. God is sovereign. He's not my errand boy. I don't control him. He's God. And I can only release faith for what he's promised. I, I can't ask for something kind of like, you know, uh, the story I opened up with, with Publishers Warehouse giveaway. I, I can't control God in ways, uh, and he's not here to serve me. But whatever he's promised, I can pray and believe for. And you can pray and believe for. And our lives can be changed. We can escape normal as a result of praying. I think of uh, Pastor Bill, uh, one of our longtime pastors here at Believers. I think of his wife, Arlene. And she was diagnosed um, with cancer. The cancer uh, was such that she would never be able to have children if she had a surgery. And so she wanted to have kids. And, and uh, so she prayed, her and her, and her husband, and they shared their story so wonderfully this past year on Wednesday nights when they taught uh, a, a, about the subject of prayer and faith. And, and what happened is she had third, K, third stage cancer. Uh, she received a healing. And she had two beautiful daughters, and they're grown now, and, and uh, she received a healing. She escaped normal. And I've watched that happen. But you know what else? I've watched people be prayed for that didn't receive. I've buried people that I loved. 
I did their funerals. They prayed, and they didn't receive. And in lesson four, I'm going to talk about what do we do when we don't receive, and I'm going to just help you understand. It will set you free, uh, because I prayed some prayers that haven't been answered, but I haven't stopped praying, let me tell you. And I've watched God do some miraculous things in my life. So I want to encourage you. I want to help you escape normal. And if we're going to escape normal, we're going to have to deal with this verse uh, that that, that we're going to talk about today. And it's verse 34, and it goes like this again. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. We, We have to talk about it. Faith can pull answers out of heaven. And I want you to understand that. So I titled today's lesson, Start Understanding. (laughs) And what we want to do is understand faith and how it works. And you know how every week I say, here's the big idea. Here's what I want you to walk away today, never forgetting. Because I've sat in services where the the minister had so many subjects. When he was done, I forgot the first three. I don't even know what he said. And I just walk out going, "Uh, I don't know. And so I I decided I'm going to make this... I'm going to teach in a way that people can get it and remember it and so on and so forth. So I want you to walk out never forgetting this. Your faith can change your fate. I'm going to try to prove that to you. Your faith can change your fate. Let me ask you a question. The woman with the issue of blood, the internal bleeding in our story, um, was her fate changed? Yeah. What was her fate? She's growing worse and probably she would die. Was that changed? Yeah, she was healed. How did it happen? Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, or you were healed by your faith. And so I want to deal with this incredible thing called faith and help you understand how that faith, your faith, can change your faith. And, you know, when we pray for other people, we always try to, you know, pray in faith, and that's important. But this is about you between you and God, and that's what I'm teaching on. What can you do to pull something in to answer a prayer to help you escape normal that you couldn't do uh, without God's help? So we'll talk about your faith will change your faith. And uh, I kind of came up with this heading, what you must understand about faith changing faith. And I just have some things I want you to understand about your faith can change your faith. Here's the first one. Faith is how how we connect with God. It's just how we connect with God. I grew up Catholic, and I love the Catholic Church, and I received a phone call from a man this past week, and he watched me on the Catholic channel for the, it seemed like the first time is what he told me, and uh, it was a beautiful conversation because he wanted to see uh, Sister, I think, Angela, and, and they put me on instead that day, and he was really upset, and, but he sat and listened to me, and then he called, and I called him back, and he said, hey, man, he goes, man, you really helped me. He says, I understood things. And he asked me questions like, why aren't you a priest? And I said, well, I'm not a priest because I wanted to get married and there was no options, you know. Uh, so I became a Protestant minister, man. And, and, uh, and so uh, we had the most beautiful talk. And I'm so thankful. I say that to say I'm thankful for the Catholic Church and the foundation that they laid in my life. So, so thankful. But I remember the day when I was 19 and I heard that Jesus died for my sins. And I saw it more clearly than I ever saw it. I saw it for real. Uh, Somehow God opened my eyes to it. And I'll never forget when by faith I prayed and accepted Christ. Wow. I connected with God for the first time in my life. And when I gave my heart to Jesus, the next time I read the Bible, I understood it. 
not, not perfectly, but it made sense. It was the first time I could read it, and it wasn't like reading in a cloud. And, 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 and I began to grow and follow Jesus. It, it was wonderful, but it all started by putting faith in Christ. And everything in God starts with faith. We connect with him by faith. Listen to Galatians 3.5. This is God speaking to us. He says, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It's because you believe, which is faith in action, the message you heard about Christ. And so the idea here is how does God do miraculous things? How does the Holy Spirit be released in our lives? Is it by the law? The law is referring, in case you're new, that's the law of Moses. That was a system of do's and don'ts and, and commandments. And we're still to obey the, the commandments that are in there that are you know, eternal commandments like thou shalt not kill, uh, don't commit adultery, those types of things. We're still to follow those, but we're not under the law like they were in the old days where God rewards us because we're perfect and we do everything that the law says. How do we receive from God today? It says right here, it's because you believe or by faith. And this is how we connect. That's why I want you to understand faith. That's why I want you to understand your faith can change your faith because you're not going to connect with God because you're perfect or you do everything right. That's good. It's good to please God. But man, we connect with heaven when we release this thing called faith. It's an incredible thing. And I like this thought about faith. Faith doesn't wait to be chosen. And again, I talked to you about the sovereignty of God. I think you heard me. Um, you know, I can't, God's not my errand boy, but you know what? If God promised something, I can go after it. I don't have to wait for it to just happen. And sometimes it never happens if you just wait for the God lottery, you know, to where God just decides to do something special for you. He doesn't do it for your neighbor, that type of thing. So listen to these stats. 60% of the people healed under Jesus received healing by their faith. And 40% of the people healed under Jesus received through gifts of the Spirit, or we could say randomly, or we could say by the sovereignty of God. And I'll try to help you understand what I mean by this. I went through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John many years ago, and I took every story where someone was healed that had detail uh, so I could, I could figure it out. And one would be the woman that had the internal bleeding in Mark 5, the other like J. Iris that his daughter was sick, and I found out how they received healing. 60% of the time, Jesus would say something like, your faith brought you this healing. 40% of the time, he'd say nothing, and it was random. He would just go pick them out, and he would just choose to heal them. And I love when God does that, and I believe that's what the gifts of the Spirit are today. So we'll have people praying up here at the end of service, and uh, if you need prayer for any area of your life, and they're always expecting the gifts to work, gifts of healing, workings of miracles, but the Bible says there is God wills. We can't control those. We can pray with fervency and expect miracles, but we can't control those things. That's the 40%. And so I believe in a church, if you're going to help people out, you want to make sure both things are moving and both things are understood because if Jesus didn't teach and help people understand faith, only 40% of the people that were healed would have been healed. If the Holy Spirit and the power of God and those wonderful miracles that only God can do, if they weren't working, only 60% of the people. How many of us can agree if neither are working, uh, we've got a problem. 100% of the people aren't getting answers to their prayers. So I want to make sure you understand uh, how this is. 
Faith doesn't wait to be chosen. So I have some stories for you to help you understand it and make it clear. Here's the first one, Matthew 9, 27. And it goes like this. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. And Jesus blew them off. And not because he was being mean. He just walked by them. They're, he went in the house. He just went, walked away from them. So it says, and, and when he had gone indoors, the blind men came in and, a, and he asked them. So they chased him down. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? This is one of the 60 percenters. I think it's interesting. Again, Jesus just walked right by him, but these guys were persistent, and they followed him in, and they're right in front of him. He says, guys, what can I do for you? He said, we want to be healed. He said, do you believe I can? Said, yeah, yeah, we do. And he said, according to what you believe, I'm going to let that happen to you. Now, the Message Bible is a paraphrase, which means it's not an exact translation, but I like the way they paraphrase this verse. It, it says, he touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. And one of my goals as I teach this is to help all of us understand that if God made a promise, we need to begin to pray and we need to begin to expect God to bring those things into our lives. So that's my goal. I want to, first of all, help you start understanding your faith <laughs> can change your faith. Here, here's another one. This is really cool. Uh, this is blind Bartimaeus. He receives his sight. And, and so you understand the picture. He's on the street. And Jesus is walking by, and people are telling them, Jesus, the healer is walking by. And he's screaming out, have mercy on me, Jesus, Jesus, heal me. And there are people next to Bartimaeus. Here's what they say, shut up. He's not interested in you. You're not important enough. So Bartimaeus does this. In those days, blind people wore capes, and they had a certain color, and it identified them as a blind person on the street, so people would you know, be careful around them and not you know, run into them and so on and so forth. Bartimaeus took the cape off, and he must have had someone take him, and he went to Jesus. And Jesus saw him coming without his cape, and he let Jesus know, I want to be healed, man. I, wa I want you to heal me. And I want you to notice how Jesus responded. Jesus said this. He said, go for your faith healed you. And instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. That's Mark 10, 52. And if you don't understand the story, you don't understand the comment. This guy took his cape off. He believed Jesus could heal him. And Jesus saw that he believed. And Jesus said, hey, guess what? Your faith can change your faith. And you pull something out of heaven because you're expecting, you're believing. So here's my goal, man. I want you to pull things out of heaven. And you might be sitting here, and some of you may say, man, I've had so many failures, Pastor Joe, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. And I prayed and had so many prayers that weren't answered. Uh, here's something encouraging. You ready? Uh, it just goes like this, faith can grow. It's pretty cool. Here's something Jesus said. Jesus said three things. He, he, he said in Luke 8, 25, where is your faith? <laughs> he said in Matthew 8, 26 and other places, you have little faith. And he said in Matthew 8, 10 and, and another place, you have great faith. And so you can have none, little, or great. And there's in between. And the reason I say this to you is that encourages me. I know this is something that can grow in me, and it's something that can grow in you. And I found out as I pastor uh, this church, if I don't teach something, nobody can respond to God. It has to be taught. And so that's why I'm taking some time, and that's why I'm looking out here, and I'm so encouraged you're here, man, because 
if we start understanding our faith can change our fate, that can change a lot of things in our life and we can escape normal in some areas that we could never escape without God. So I want to kind of end with this thought, faith has no limitations. And of course it does. It, there has to be a promise for us to believe. God has to have promised it to us. But within the promises, there's no limitations. And I love what Matthew 17, 19 through 20 says. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? And Jesus said, uh, you don't have enough faith. But Jesus said, went on to say, I tell you the truth, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and, and it would move. That's, that's incredible. He didn't promise us we could move mountains, though, so we can't. But he went on to say this, nothing would be impossible. And what I like about this verse is a dose of pure faith can do incredible things. And that should be encouraging to us. And, and there's no limitations. Jesus said nothing would be impossible. So if you're here today and there's something facing your life and you say, man, it just seems impossible that I could ever change this or connect with God, if I could, that I could ever escape the normal events of this earth for my life, I want to say to you, nothing's impossible if you can connect with God. And I just want to help you connect with Him. And the first step where you start is understanding faith can change your fate. And I've watched it change so many people's fate over the years, and I'm encouraged to watch it change yours. There's a chapter in the Bible, and I want to end with this section of Scripture. It's in Hebrews 11. And the whole 11th chapter talks about faith and what people did by faith. Really powerful. And in lesson four, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the fact that there were people that used faith that never received. And I'll show you something about that. It's really cool. So if you've ever had a failure, we'll help you understand a failure right out of that chapter. But it also has a section where it just kind of capsulizes some of the great things people did with faith, and it just shows you there's no limitations whatsoever. So let's read out of, out of Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, I'm going to begin reading in verse 32. And it says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Here's some of the things they did with this substance called faith. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice, or they led by faith. They received what God had promised. How? By faith. They shut the mouths of lions. How? By faith. They quenched the flames of fire. How? By faith. They escaped death by the edge of the sword. How? By faith. And I love this one. Their weakness was turned to strength. You may come here today just feeling beat up and weak. How did they do it? By faith. And they became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. How? By faith. So I want to let you know that if you can begin to understand your faith can change your fate, next week I'll talk to you about another principle that will add to this. And the third week we'll talk about an incredible principle on how to pray and how to make that connection. And by the way, in lesson three, I'll be praying for the sick, and not just me, others here. We'll be praying for the sick at the end of service, but we'll also be praying for anybody that needs prayer for any area of their life. So uh, if you know someone that is sick, bring them to Lesson 3. Let them hear the message, and then we'll pray for them at the end. Um, yourself, 
sit in these lessons. If you miss one, listen to it on one of our free apps or online and keep up with this. And if you can make it on that third week, two weeks from today, lesson three, we'll be praying for the sick. And I just want to tell you, I am so excited that you're here today. Let me ask you a question. As you walk out of here, you get into your car, as you drive through your day, what's the phrase you're going to remember, man? Your faith can change your fate. Say it with me this time. Your faith can change your fate, man. That's exciting. That's awesome. That's life-changing. And so I want to pray for you right now. Let's, let's just uh, close our eyes. Let's pray. Lord, I have done my best to teach the Bible in this area. And Lord, we thank you for the stories that were recorded about the woman with the internal bleeding and Jairus and Bartimaeus and the two blind people, Lord, and all those stories. And Lord, I just ask that as we go through this day, make it real to us that our faith can change our fate. Father, make that real to us. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room as we continue in this series. Give them the grace to make services. Give them the grace, Father, to understand. Open up our eyes so we can see more clearly. And Lord, I thank you that no matter who's here, no matter what they're dealing with in their life, that their faith can change their fate. And Lord, we thank you that we can escape normal by connecting with heaven. And Lord, we thank you that we have the privilege of following you and serving you and living for you. Now guys, let's stay in an attitude of prayer. Can we bow our heads, close our eyes just for a moment? We're in this attitude of prayer. I told you how it all starts with faith. I, I, I accepted Christ by faith. And it's amazing. I heard about him my whole life, but one day I saw him as the Savior. It's just amazing. And I had a guy talk to me for a long time about him. Boy, when you see him, it's just the most amazing thing in the world. And maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Joe, I believe what you're saying. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe he's God's Savior sent to the world. You know, there has to come a day then when you make it personal. You release your faith. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. Uh, Jesus said, whoever believes in me, whoever confesses me with their mouth and believes in their heart, I'll save them. So if you're ready to make connection, I want to pray with you. I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to leave your church. Um, I'm not asking you where you water baptized. All good things. I'm asking you, can you remember a day when you made it personal? Man. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I can't, but I'm ready today. Would you pray with me? Everyone else in the room, would you help them pray? Simply say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Now let's make it real personal. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins, that God raised you up from that grave. And today, I receive you as my Savior, and I declare you are my Lord. I make a decision today to follow you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Connecting Place podcast. For more information about Believer's Church, visit believers.cc.